Welcome to my Soul Life podcast and the Beginner Health Sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. I want to remind you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guests. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and I would encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hello, beautiful people. Today, we are diving into decisions. I hope you're having a great week, and I hope it hasn't been too taxing on you, but I'm really excited to dive into this topic with you for a number of reasons. One was when I was preparing the episode for last week, and It was all about perfectionism, the beginner health session, and it came out late and I didn't know what I was going to talk about this week. And then I kind of got in my head and I'm like, maybe I'm finishing up the beginner health sessions because I've started the summer soul sessions. Maybe we're just changing tact for a little while. Maybe we're having a break. And, you know, like it's it's all this sort of stuff that slows us down, I guess, effectively. And that's where the beauty of decisions come in. And decisions take away that gray area. They just imply that we've already made a choice and we're able to move forward. Now, I was on a call. Oh, let me come back. The reason that we pick decisions. Um, as I said to you before, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk to you about. But then I was on this call with my coach, mentor, friend and client, Jason Hoffman, and he started talking about decisions. Now he's all about data. So we talk a lot about data in any sort of call that we have with him. And it's really good because my brain, whilst it used to go that way, it pushes against going that way these days. And that's a good thing. So it's good to have that balance. But what he started talking to or asked us about, um, the people that are on the call is how many decisions did we think we made a day? Now, so I'm going to pose that question to you and I'm going to suggest that you have a think, like how many decisions do you think that you make on a daily basis? And I'm going to give you a little break and hopefully a number is coming to mind. And now I'm going to give you a little bit of background information and then I'm going to give you the estimated average. So what I knew was that women have between seven, uh, about 70,000 thoughts a day and men have about 50,000 thoughts a day, which shows, tells you a lot about women and men, right? And that's why our partners aren't thinking as much as we are thinking. <laughs> so when it comes to decisions, unfortunately, we weren't able to separate the, uh, like the gap between men, women or others Um, And we weren't able to separate the gap between, say, parents and non-parents or single people. Not to say that they don't have, you know, a high number of decisions as well, but potentially there's just one less person to think about. So perhaps it would be really good to see if that, that was then reflected in the numbers. One, two, three, four, five people less to think about, depending on how the size of the family. So... On average, we have 35,000 decisions that we make a day. Like, that's a mind-blowing number, right? 
And as Gretchen Rubin says, 40% of the things we do every day are automatic. So a lot of those things just happen. Deciding to get out of bed, putting our feet on the ground, standing up, walking over to our cupboard, picking out what we want for the day. Is it a yellow top or a green top or a black top? And is am I wearing leggings or jeans or a skirt? What am I putting on? So you can see how these decisions, these micro decisions become part of that 35K. Now, I don't have the science behind this. This is my assessment of, of what that 35K makes up. But effectively, as Jason said, we are making a decision every two seconds. And like I like to think about it if I was walking up a set of stairs and it could just be I was going for a walk. One decision is putting my foot in front of the other one to go up the stair. The next one is to bring my back foot and then put it on the next step and then bringing up that the new back foot and putting that up. There's also, this sounds to me like there's a series of micro decisions within that. So it's not just a straightforward of one foot goes to the next step. It's the decision to lift that foot, the decision to move it forward, the decision to put it down. And I reckon other people, smart people, science sort of people would probably break that down even for, even further. But it'd be really good to have a look at it from an adult perspective, so anybody potentially over the age of 18, and then break up the genders, break up the roles that we play in our lives, and then have a look at how many decisions on the average different types of people are actually making. I'm sure there's a study out there that we could find that from, but for the purpose of today's discussion and chat is around those decisions and the fact that we're making so many decisions. Now, just as a counterbalance for you, kids make between 3,000 and 7,000 decisions a day. Um, Some of you would think that they would make less, perhaps. Some of you would think that they would make more. So these are all average figures. And then we make between, we make a mistake every five to seven decisions that we make. So one in five, one in seven on average. So it could be one in six, just sits in there in that ballpark. Um, there's a mistake and I don't look at it as mistakes. It's just a lesson to learn. So I might've cut the carrots the wrong way because I was thinking about that. I was, you know, julianning them for something when I really needed them round. you know, they could be the simple little mis- the mistakes or opportunities that we learn because then I'm going to make those julians into cubes and stick it in that way rather than be in circles. But you can see how we are constantly evolving and that, error or that opportunity then creates another decision that we need to make. And potentially that can be time sensitive. So if I'm thinking about it from a cooking perspective and I've got a hot pot on and I've got like the meat going and I've got the sauces and it's waiting for those carrots to go in, then I've got to make a quick decision about which way I'm going to go. So sometimes not, but sometimes it will be time sensitive. And we talk a lot um, in coaching land, I guess, but in life in general, about willpower. And we can just make a decision. We have this belief that we can just make a decision and that's enough. We don't have to um, think about it anymore. We've made the decision. Why can't you just move forward? And a lot of people would say that. I've said that, you know, you made that decision. Why are you not sticking to it? And this is where coaching comes into play because we can come underneath there and go, We've made this decision, but is it actually aligned to you? And 
I'm doing this, I think I just just thinking about where the summer soul sessions are in relation to where this episode is. I think it comes out the following Monday. I'm going to talk about just how we use our energy centers for, and we can talk about it from a decision making perspective. And so, and when I say energy centers, you can think of them like chakras. So are you making a gut decision or are you making a head decision or are you making a combination of the two? And so this is where we kind of start to think about how am I making that decision? Is it aligned to me? Am I doing it because somebody said I should? Am I doing it because there is an outside factor happening here that I need to make? You know, I need to change jobs. I need to make more money because I've got my kids in private school. I'm no longer getting money from um, an ex-partner, for example, or the government or whatever. And I'm just using this as an example. Um, It could be that my husband has passed away or my wife or my partner um, and we need to make some shifts and changes. And sometimes that's necessary that we need to use those outside factors but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's aligned to us. It's just something we need to do in that in that moment. So noticing that even though we make decisions, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right decision for us. And we can always come back and revisit decisions, and this is part of change, and it can get really messy because we go, well, I've been using this toothpaste since I was a kid, and I wouldn't have been given it by my parents if they didn't think it was was good for me. And that may be true. It may be perfectly fine for you, but you may then go, do you know what? I want to do things a little bit differently. I want something with activated charcoal in there because it's going to have other health benefits to me as well. Um, so maybe I can start experimenting. What are the different brands out there? Where would I buy them from? And you can see the overwhelm that can come with all of these sorts of things. So much information coming in because once you open that door, that information will start to flood in. But you can start to choose and put parameters or boundaries around what you're doing. And I think that's a really key part, part is those boundaries. Sorry, I've just got a puppy that's jumping up on me as I talk (laughs) and I'm trying to put boundaries around her but putting those boundaries around do you know what I'm going to buy this toothpaste if it tastes like crap and I don't like it it's okay for me to put that in the bin that's a really big one for a lot of people because we don't want to waste the money and I have the inverted commas going on there air quotes we don't want to waste the money. So we push through and we make ourselves finish off that toothpaste, even though it tastes like absolute crap. As opposed to saying, do you know what? I'm going to give myself permission that let's try it for a week. And if I don't, still don't like it at the end of the week, then I'm happy to throw it in the bin. And I'll go back to my old toothpaste and I'll go through one round of toothpaste with like use up that whole tube and then I'm going to try another one. And so that's really good in terms of just setting some boundaries that are aligned to you and that you don't feel like, you know, that whole, I'm wasting money because I'm throwing this out. Well, you're actually trying and experimenting with things. And you could give that on to a friend who's also in the same sort of realm as you and go, do you know, I tried this, but it didn't actually work for me. And you can pass that on and say, this might be something that might work for you, but feel free if you throw it out, it's no problems from my perspective, but you've sort of paid it forward. So that's how we can end up in this realm of decision fatigue effectively.
especially when you're moving into a newer space. And I found this when I was moving into, you know, all of the low-tox or no-tox uh, products, um, bringing essential oils into my life. Like there's just so many essential oils and I look at the, the plethora that I have and I'm like, oh my gosh, you could just get into overwhelm with all of those, let alone all the other things that you do in your house, like um, washing up liquid, um, We've then got, you know, laundry powders and you've got body moisturizers and you've got skincare and hair care and just all the, the soaps that you use, the, all the things. So what, what it's, I guess what my point is today is around always coming back to that one thing and noticing that willpower isn't where the strength lies. Willpower actually doesn't exist. It is an emotion and or a feeling, and it can help you move forward in something. You can use utilize it. But let's talk about thirty five thousand decisions that you make a day, and you're wanting to get through the gym after work. Like it's no wonder that you're exhausted and you don't want to get out there. It's no wonder that we don't want to start you know, a new routine on a Wednesday when we just haven't had that downtime from the weekend. And that's why making any kind of change is really valuable to start doing it with a shift in your life. So starting on a Monday, that's a good day to make a change. Um, when you've, after you've had a holiday, it's a good day to make a change. After you've changed jobs, that's a good day to make a change because you're already making other changes so it doesn't seem as hard. And you you kind of already made the decision, if you can see that, the decision that to make a change has already been made and this is just another little decision that sits behind it and you'll be able to move forward from that space. So letting go of willpower as something that you think can be some can be really supportive for you is actually going to really benefit you. And coming back into that experiment space, just going, hey, we're just going to try this for a week. We're going to try it till the end of the tube, you know, the toothpaste. We're going to try this block of soap. We're going to try um, this new juice. If we don't like it, give yourself permission to put it in the bin and move forward. Because through that experimentation, you will find something that you love. You will find something that really resonates with you. And like I said before, one in seven, five to seven is an error, a challenge, something that you're going to learn along the way. And that's the beauty of anything that we do in our lives. That's the beauty of making these changes and making decisions is that we then get to learn from those decisions. And there are no right or wrong decisions. And I've talked about this in a previous episode about right or wrong it's just what we're going to learn. And what's right or wrong for you is not necessarily right or wrong for me. And that's completely okay. So giving ourselves permission, a lot of permission in this episode today to just go and make some decisions and not keep yourself stuck. Because I like to always remember that no decision is still a decision. So pulling that back and going, okay, I can either, there's three ways I can look at this. And generally it's, you've always got three options. I can move forward, I can stay where I am, or I can move backwards. And it doesn't matter what is coming at you. If somebody's asked you to do something, for example, have a look at those three ways. Am I going to help them? Am I going to say no? Am I going to perhaps avoid their event altogether? And that's okay, 
you just you get the opportunity to have a look at them and make a decision from there that is aligned to you and aligned to your body. And we often make a lot of decisions from our head and this is why it's so important for us to get in tuned with our body. Head decisions really, head decisions alone do not support us going forward. They may appear as smart decisions and this is my experience But when I talk about this around having Teddy, I wanted to make a smart decision about that because I knew sleep was going to be an issue. But he was not, he was never a head, uh, yeah, a head decision. He was always a heart decision. And he was something from my emotional solar plexus that was coming through and it just kept coming through and kept coming through. And then you're like, okay, it's time for me to surrender and move forward. So ask yourself, What decision do you need to surrender into and allow it to happen rather than pushing against it or pushing to make it happen because you think that's what is the right thing to do? Come down into your body, feel into your body and start moving forward from that space. Thank you for joining me today and please hop over to either my website, Instagram or business Facebook page and share your key takeaways from this episode. If you're keen to up-level your life and create a new path that aligns with you, I would love to chat with you and support you on your journey. So head over to my website and book a free initial coaching session and let's talk about what you want to create in your life because it's totally possible to live a life you love right where you are. And next week, we're going to talk all about our to-do list and shoot the breeze about how it's serving us. And we're going to talk about how it's never going to end. Your to-do list is not going to have an end date but if it does we're going to talk about what happens and why that's happening and I think that's a really important point see you in the next episode